Welcome to Surgeon Snacks, the podcast that serves up tasty insights for your surgical practice. Join Al Norweb and Justin Rockman of Surgimate as they deliver bite-sized episodes that feature actionable insights and real-world examples to help you conquer the challenges of surgical scheduling and unlock your practice's full potential. So pull up a chair, grab a snack, and join us as we deep dive into the world of surgical care coordination. Get ready to tantalize your taste buds with knowledge and insights that will help you elevate your surgical practice to new heights. Let's dig in. Hello and welcome to the very first Surge Snack podcast. My name is Al Norweb. I am the Chief Growth Officer of Surgimate. Hi, and I'm Justin Rockman, the VP of Biz Dev here at Surgimate. And together, we are two mates who love to nerd out about surgical coordination. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Justin and I were on the road, uh, as we often are. We get to visit practices all around the country, uh, learn about how they manage their surgery business. And we were just discussing that we have, you know, we get to see a lot of things and we have a lot of ideas around how this part of surgery practices gets run and that maybe we have some insights to share with uh, an audience who might be interested in listening. Yeah, that's right, Alan. Hopefully we really can. And we also know that our would-be listeners are very busy folks in a very busy uh, practice in a, uh, in a very busy world. We figured that we'll do this in short, snackable, five to 10-minute recordings, hence the genesis of Surgery Snacks. So our plan is to produce many of these sessions and to leave you with some bite-sized insights that may help you in your day-to-day. For each session, also bring along a really yummy, tasty treat. So Al, what is our tasty treat today? So Justin, we were just at a great trade show and as a concession item, we were offering Dippin' Dots and oh. the, uh, the the people the show liked it so much that we thought, hey, what a great way to start. So I've got some tasty Dippin' Dots. I'm enjoying some cookies and cream today, uh, one of the OG flavors. And uh, the topic for today is uh, how to dip in uh, to uncover uh, revenue that's just hiding in plain sight in your surgery business. Okay, so whilst you're enjoying that dipping dance, my first question, Al, is you know, you've now been six months here at Surgimate as our chief growth officer. Before that, you spent many years working in the world of medical devices and so the EHR world. Please share some of your early impressions about what you've learned um, as you get to know more about our surgical uh, coordination processes, but more about our Surgimate customers. Uh, well, it's a great question, Justin. I, you know, I am so excited uh, to be at SurgeonMate, and one of the things I really love about it is that there's an, a tremendous market need, and that's actually like the number one observation, I think, is that as we've gone to a variety of different surgical practices in a variety of different surgical specialty areas, there's one thing that's almost always true. Uh, surgical coordination is a sloppy, messy business. Um, and most practices have underinvested in this part of their business for years, even though it is literally part of the factory floor to produce one of the most important revenue streams in their business. And so uh, it, it's almost categorically true. You go to a practice and you go, wow, I can't believe the way that they're doing this today. Right. And the other part of that, too, Justin, that's like pretty surprising is I think most of the folks we talk to just say they don't think they have a problem. Like they know it's messy. Um, but if you ask them like, Hey, you know, how much is this costing you? Is this really a problem for your business? They, they can't really articulate it. And they don't really, they, they just sort of assume, Hey, this is a cost of business and this is the way it should be. Um, so I, I think those are two things that really kind of stand out to me. 
uh, based on, you know, it's still early, but things that I've been learning as I've been getting to talk to practices. Let me ask you, Justin, in return, uh, since you've been with Surgeon Mate for like 13 years, so you've been doing this since like Reagan Sr., um, you've seen, you know, a lot of evolution, I would assume. What do you think is different about this part of the, of, of the business of surgical care today uh, versus maybe 10 years ago? Right. Well, thanks, Al. I, I know I'm old, but I'm not that old. But really, truthfully, the way in which many practices work today is a bit like during the Truman administration or even maybe Lincoln. You know, as you said, you know, the challenges I'm still, are seeing today are very similar to what they go over a de- what they were over a decade ago. Still too much manual entry, paper processing, sticky notes, faxes, and whatnot. But looking at the landscape, I think one of the biggest changes I'm seeing today is a recognition that you need to be able to get more with less. And this is very true in the area of surgical coordination. Managers are realizing they can reorganize their processes and get more efficient and more profitable from their surgical scheduling teams. I've even heard surgical practice managers say, our aim is to turn our surgical schedulers into revenue generators. So, you know, in practice, in short, practices are looking at this area as an opportunity area for their organization. Now, you mentioned earlier that Practices don't even seem to know that they have the real problems. It's the cost of doing business. Can you give a couple of tangible examples of what you mean by that? Yeah, I mean, one of the first things that stands out to me is you uh, you ask a practice, uh, well, you know, how much are cancellations costing you? And they'll say, well, you know, I mean, if, if it's canceled, no big deal. They'll get rescheduled down the line. And yeah, maybe there's an RCM impact, but, you know, no big deal. Uh, I'll tell you, when we get to work with practices, Justin, and actually look at their data, they don't reschedule the number of patients they think by a long mile. Um, And so there is a huge revenue leakage issue that I think practices have and they don't realize it. Um, And I also think, you know, I think relatedly, they, since they don't have any systems or standard processes behind a lot of this, they don't know where the errors occur and what causes it. Um, But they do know that they often have a patient satisfaction problem because patients really don't like their can- their surgeries to be canceled uh, late in the game, or they don't like showing up to a surgery center and the surgery center being like, wait, I don't have you on the books today because that happens at practices, right? Um, and so they don't often equate the impact that has on their reputation and on patient satisfaction when those things happen. So those are just a couple of examples. Um, there are a lot more, but I know we have a short session. so. Um, I'll, I'll ask you, Justin, you know, as you know, based on our, our expertise and your expertise over the years, what are some of those metrics that you would like practices to actually be measuring and looking at to help them understand this part of their business better? Yeah, so firstly, it's really critical to know that there are metrics which you can look into. And I think there are four which we focus in on. Uh, cancellation rates, and more importantly, the avoidable cancellation rates. What number of cases have been rescheduled what is your block time utilization? And four, what is the FTE burden around uh, surgical coordination? Um, and sometimes practices really have a hard time extracting and finding that data. What are some of the practices or ideas that you've had and worked with in order to uh, make it easy for practices to capture and extract that data? Yeah. I mean, if there's anything you take from today's surgery snack, uh, is I hope you would you take a little bit of potential homework. So here's some things I think practice can do that's relatively lightweight, no more than one or two hours, just to see, hey, do I actually have 
some issues here in my process that are worth actually pinning down and try to fix. So the first one you just mentioned, FTE costs, um, relatively easy exercise. F figure out how many FTEs you have today dedicated to surgical coordination between the schedulers themselves, pre-start team, uh, maybe patient financials or, or customer sat um, or parts of your billing team. If you add those folks up and just look at the FT the salary burden of those people, uh, I think most practices don't put that whole P&L together as one and look at it to see, is this, am I getting um, am I getting enough out of what I spend on this? Because it's often a pretty large number. So that's one that is relatively easy to do. Uh, a second thing that I think is really worth looking into is, uh, you know, going back to that assumption around reschedules, uh, you know, it can be hard in, in modern systems to kind of really track the exact reschedule rate. So here's an idea you could use if you have an ASC. Um, you can work with your ASC manager to look at the last two, three, four months of data and just pull out all the cancellations that happen. It's usually pretty easy to get that data. And if, you know, a standard ASC, maybe two, three, four operating rooms, you're talking about maybe 100 100 canceled cases over that period of time. It's not a big exercise to go through those and just check how many of those patients actually got rescheduled. Uh, we find that that data is very surprising to practices. Like it can be lower than 50%. If you take that to your doctors or you take that to other folks in your management team, I'm pretty sure that you all agree like that's not good and you want to try to fix that. So that's kind of a way to identify like, hey, there's some real opportunity here for my business. I have other ideas, but I know we're keeping today's session short. You said 50%, right? Yeah, I, I, we have practices where it's, I, we saw as low as 30%, Justin, right? Wow. Only 30% of ASC cases, their own owned ASCs actually got rescheduled after the fact, after a cancellation. So wow. uh, it's a lot of money that's lost. Wow. So, um, so you're good with numbers, Justin. Uh, there's, I know there's other metrics you mentioned at the top, but uh, this topic of today's discussion is uncovering $100,000 in value per physician. So do a little math for us here. How can some of these surgical scheduling uh, opportunities equate to that? Two things to observe, and I think this is what we're trying to focus on. The first is around the operational efficiency. Practices are spending somewhere between fifty to 60000 uh, per physician per year on coordination staff. And we know that between 40 to 50% of the time they spend booking surgery is redundant. Eliminate that time and you're easily saving twenty dollars to $25,000 per physician. Point number two, round cancellations and rescheduling. You know, 10 to 15% of cases are cancelled and a high percentage of those cases are cancelled for avoidable reasons. And we yeah. also know, secondly, that if those cases get cancelled, then there's a very high percentage they're not going to get rescheduled. Tighten your processes and find ways in which you can add two to four cases per month per surgeon. And with $2,500 a case in collections, that is well in excess of $100,000. So, Al, finally, that's $100,000. How do we, that's how we got to it. How is it that we can, you know, get practices who are looking into these areas to take some tangible steps, tangible actions to make change? Good question, Justin. But I have to say, I think we have reached our caloric intake for today's surgery snack since we're trying to keep this tight. How about I propose uh, we do that for another session and uh, an upcoming date? Perfect. Good idea. So until next time, keep on dipping. Yeah, absolutely, Justin. And to our audience, I hope you found today's session interesting. We'd love your feedback and your comments uh, and ideas for other things you'd like to hear about. 
Uh, and we'll try to keep producing these and uh, bringing some tasty snacks. And I uh, always love spending time with you, Justin. So thank you very much. For Excellent. Your thank you. Thanks. Al. You have a great day.